0: Good morning everybody. Happy Friday on a Duffified Live Day. Yep, that's right. I am super super extoked. I think I just made a new word. Super extoked. I need a hashtag extoked. I need a quick, somebody get me uh, an Instagram or a Twitter feed. There we go, Twitter. Super extoked. Oh man, they're asking me for my password. I'm sick and tired of passwords. I think that's what my whole show is going to be about, is the fact that I'm sick and tired of passwords. I have changed my goddamn password so many times. All right, so being that I'm super stoked because it is um, the 14th of December, halfway between that wonderful world of Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, I have spent the last couple of weeks just kind of cleaning my body out, as we've talked about, which kind of sucks because... You know, when when I'm on the road and all that stuff, I really I I don't hold back, man. I I really don't. I don't drink a tremendous amount. I I do enjoy a cocktail. I don't drink a tremendous amount, but but I do eat and. And I go all out like I'm not going to deprive myself of a good quality meal for the sake of looking thin. It's just not going to happen. I'm just going to know. There's no way. If I am in Chicago, I'm going to be having some pizza and I'm going to be having some Italian beef And I'm going to be having some great food at any of the restaurants that I can get out and go to. You know, if I'm in L.A., man, I'm going to hit food trucks up as much as possible. I'm going to go to town on some food trucks. Uh, I I like to the point. It's funny. I I was in Birmingham, Alabama a couple of weeks ago. And when I got to the location where I had an appearance that night for GE and I got there and one of the people was like, Chef, I heard – That you order two entrees when you go out. And I was like, Where the fuck did you hear that from? And they were like, Well, we heard that you, when you go out, that you go, you will order a couple of different entrees so that you can try stuff, which is funny, but it, it's not true. I don't actually order two entrees, but I will when I go out and if I'm with a group of people or whatever, I'll order a bunch of appetizers and I will go to two or three restaurants in a city so that and it could be in one night just because like I don't want to call it the FOMO you know the old fear of missing out I guess but I don't want to miss out on any of that like it's important to me that 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 is an experience it's a part of traveling I have I have spent uh, um, a lot of time on the road missing out on shit like when we did bar rescue Look, when we did Bar Rescue, I was like 290 pounds at the end, 290 fucking pounds. And trust me, it wasn't eaten from good goddamn food. Okay, it was from eating. uh, It was from eating uh, bourbon and shit food because these restaurants didn't have good food, even though we provided them with some pretty damn good food. They didn't have good food. So. We, uh, kind of just fucking went back to the hotels, went back to the hotels at the end of the night. We'd finish shooting at like 12, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, get a whole bunch of shit food, order like white castle, which is not shit food, by the way, that is a quality, quality surrounded, fully balanced meal. I'll have, you know, um, I love a white castle burger, man, but, uh, like a six pack anyway, anyway. So, we would literally go back to the hotels and order, you know, 25 pizzas or, you know, stop at a convenience store and grab a whole bunch of shit food, throw it on the table, drop down, you know, two, four, five, six, seven cases of beer and just fuck them up in a lobby. That's just the way it was. And I missed out on some really cool cities because of the fact that we shot, we drank, we ate. And we really had an amazing time. I'm not going to lie. I loved every single bit of it with the exception of the yelling and the screaming and a lot of bug eyes. But I uh, I really missed out on seeing some cool things in the city. So I made a pact, pact, not a pack, a pact to myself that I would experience as much as I can in as many cities as possible. So that's what I do now. So when I go out. I do. I go to Birmingham and you know what? I hit up a whole bunch of restaurants, man. I had a boatload of fun while I was down there. Baton Rouge, man, I beat the shit out of Baton Rouge. I had two lunches one day that made me feel like a rock star. We sat down and ordered like nine different items for five of us and it was awesome. We had a whole bunch of different po'boys and all the good shit. New Orleans, same thing, man. How can you bypass being down in a city and going to one restaurant in a night? I'm sorry. I just don't see that as, as an experience to me. But again, I'm a chef and I like food and that's the way that it works. Uh, you know, last week or, or a couple weeks ago, I was in Philly and I, I went out for a roast pork sandwich. Well, guess what? I had two because you know what? It was awesome. It was really good. The second one was much better than the first. Wasn't as good as I really wanted it to be because the place had changed a little bit, but I was pretty happy with it. It made me happy. That snapping sound, by the way, is me changing the the size of my hat because it was a little too too hard on my head. Um you know, I usually start off talking. Oh, oh, so let me go back. So, uh, depending on what city I'm in, I will really go out and eat, uh, and eat in a bunch of restaurants and experience a bunch, a bunch of different things. And sometimes I stay out way, way, way too late. But and but I'm up and I'm ready to work and I'm good to go the next morning. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked uh, uh, to do all that stuff. So I am heading out to uh, where am I going next? Um, I'm going to be in. Uh, North Carolina. And then I'm heading out to LA after right after Christmas, the 27th, I'm going to be out in LA. Uh, I'm going to head down to San Diego for two days. I think it is Um, chill out down there for a little while Uh, for me. I love getting out to LA. My brother's getting married again. Congratulations, Tim and Catherine. Super happy for you guys. Um, So we're very stoked about that. I'm going to do a little family trip out there. The girls are coming out with me. So we are getting uh, getting geared up for that. And that's another whole experience, man. And then I'm going to be at the CES, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show out in Vegas. I want you all to come out and uh, come out to Vegas, man. Come out, sit down and eat. I go to a couple different places out there um, that I love. I love joyful house. Um, I don't go anywhere on the strip. I'm just not that guy. Um, I like the, the back off the beaten path kind of places. So we head up there, we get up to this great little place called the chubby cattle, which is uh, a Mongolian hot pot place that I just fucking love. Just love. We had a great meal there last year. Just had a boatload of fun. All the boys and girls were out. All my chef peoples. We had a lot of fun with those guys. Um, so this week, what we're, what we're, uh, oh, what I was going to tell you guys, I know I'm all over the place. That's because I, I ran in the house this morning from the dog park. I had honey out. I was taking her out and we were there for literally an hour and a half, roughly an hour and 45 minutes. And I looked down at my watch and I usually have certain times that I record. We schedule our guests at certain times and I call the production company Jerry and those guys and we all talk and we bullshit around for a little while. He makes fun of me. I make fun of him. He got mad at me this morning because I called Florida hell. So because um, he asked me how cold it was. And I told him it was like 36 degrees. And so he, I told him he was used to being in hell because Florida's just hot. Uh, but I have a cool little app on my phone called Trello. And in that app, I keep, um, I keep uh, I, it's called Cities. And every city that somebody, uh, that I talk about with somebody, they usually say, you got to try this restaurant or try this restaurant. So I put all of those restaurants. I don't know anything about them. But I put all of those restaurants in my phone so that when I get to that city or before I go to that city, I can do some research on these locations, find out if they're any good, find out if they're not. Um, so I've got some really cool shit in here that I'm getting excited for for L.A. Um, I know I'm all over the place, but the reason why I'm all over the place today is because of this. I am, we're about to talk to my friend uh, Sally. Who you guys have heard her before, she's been on the show with me before. Um, Sally's just a rock star in my life. She's uh, one of my my dear friends um, who I just love and adore. Uh, we We don't talk all the time, but uh, we talk uh, Sally and I talk to each other when we when we need to and and it's a weird way to say that. but there's like, you know sometimes I'll just wake up in the morning and I will uh, just have like kind of a vibe that I need to reach out to Sally. and there's a reason for that. There's a connection there between Sally and myself, and there's a connection there with with different people as well. You know, you have connections with people all over the world. Well, Sally's one of those people that I have a connection with. Uh, You guys heard Sally, uh, I guess, last year we talked, and then at the beginning of last year, you heard Sally's husband on – Kevin, who was the head guy from uh, one of the mummers, uh, the, the two street uh, the, uh, stompers, which guy, those guys are awesome. So, so Sally and I have this weird connection and you're going to hear it a little bit when we talk today. But the reason why I wanted to have Sally on this morning was because it's kind of that mid time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And a lot of us get super nutty. We get super stressed out and we get uh, just kind of uh, almost negative during what should be a super happy part of the season. And what happened to me a couple weeks ago was I, it was right before Thanksgiving, about three or four days before Thanksgiving. And I had this kind of just super negative vibe that was just going through everything. And, uh, and I just kind of, I reached out to Sally and I was like, lady, we, we got to talk. And she kind of broke down what was going on during that time frame and she's like, Bri, it's going to be a really tough holiday season for people. And I I wanted her to explain that further and further. So that's why she's going to be on the show today. And I'll tell you what, after talking to her and after hearing about everything at that point, uh, it was kind of funny because I had probably one of the better Thanksgivings that I've ever had. And the reason why is because I was prepared for it. So Um, I want you guys right now to do me a favor And I want you to get prepared To uh, open your minds up just a little bit And uh, ladies and gentlemen Do me a huge favor And welcome to Duffified Live Round 2 Sally Young Good morning Sally (laughs) Good morning Bryce (laughs) I'm so glad we got you on
1: Finally I know
0: we had some Skype issues this morning
1: well, I think that you guys might have my old, like, another Skype name or something. I don't know.
0: Well, we got, we know because we have Sally Young, and since you've gotten married and you just had your one year anniversary, we got it right. Two years. Two years. Two years. Oh my yes. lord! Yes. Jeez, why Right. That, that's craziness.
1: I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Time that's true. Flies.
0: And he is—he is a ball of fun.
1: Oh, my God. You're not kidding. He's crazy. (laughs) I should get married
0: someday, Sally.
1: (laughs) I think you should, too. But she's going to have to be very flexible woman. And I don't mean in her body.
0: Right. No, I agree with you. I was just having this conversation again last night. Like, that's exactly right. You know, there's just there's just people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get into all that. So, yeah. Sally, why don't you do me all the good stuff? Tell me uh, who you are. Tell me what you do and how people can follow your massive beacon of light.
1: Aw. I love you. <laughs> and I love you.
0: <laughs> Everybody, by the way, this is going to be a huge love fest today. So if you can't handle it, you may as well go away right
1: now. Absolutely. We got nothing but love. That's nothing right. but love. All right. So um, who are you? I am. I am. My name is Sally Marie Young. I am a life coach. I am a Reiki master. I am a yoga and meditation teacher. Um, I'd like to say that I am more of a a spiritual coach or mentor or guide. That's kind of where, you know, all of my passion and interest lies. Um, I'm really, really interested in helping people dig deep under the layers and the labels that they walk around and wear in life and get to the core of their soul. I want to see who people really are and turn that light on so that they can, you know, start moving around the earth authentically. And you can find me at BeSoulStudio.com. Finally, a website is launched. So oh, you, can, can good. Check, you can check everything out on there or, you know, Instagram and Facebook. And all that good
0: stuff. And it's all Be Soul Studio. Got Be it.
1: Soul Studio.
0: Now, yep. I call you a spiritual guru. <laughs> I do. When I talk to people, because it's very hard for me to explain to people. I'm like, yeah, I was talking to Sally. Oh, who's Sally? Well, she's a really good friend of mine. Oh, well, what were we talking to her about? Well, we were discussing uh, our souls And our spirits and everything that happens with that. Like, that's the type of stuff that I try to explain to people. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, she's like a badass, I call it. So then I go, she's a soul stylist.
1: That's exactly it. That's probably the one um, label. um, Not that I'm a label person, but that's really stuck with me because that's who I am. That's what I do. I believe that... um, you know, everybody's got a unique style. Every Look, we don't share souls in the world, right? So if there's, how many people are on the planet right now? Close to 9 billion people on the planet. There are no shared souls. So there's nine 9 billion extremely unique individual lights. And I would say probably less than half of human beings are operating and navigating their life from the core of that true light. Instead, they waste most of their life or all of their lives um, trying to mimic what they see and what they admire in other people. I agree. And yeah, and it is, you know, it is my quest to help um, bring that light out in people or to help, you know, be the one that turns it on to help them wake up and see their own uniqueness. And then it's like, okay, well, now that you know, now that you know who you are on a core soul level, like what's your life look like? What do your relationships look like? And how do you dress? How do you show up in the world? What are, what's your passion? You know what lights you up, and that's what a soul stylist really, really does. So, it's um, it's remembering who you really are, and then designing your whole life to match that. You know.
0: Well, now it's this has all kind of come around. I mean, it really become more mainstream in the last what ten years? Totally, yeah. I mean, which is really kind of cool because, you know, I mean, look, I'm I'm the first person to say that I, you know, I mean, I followed, I I didn't really know who I was or what I was doing for a long period of time. You know, I was married, I was just kind of, you know, at that point, like when I look back on when I was married, oh my God, Sally, like I had no idea what I was doing. Like I just, I just, all I really did was work. Like I worked, I was rarely ever very present at home because I worked mm. all the time. And when I was home, it was like I'd walk in the house at 11 o'clock midnight, whatever it is. I'd walk upstairs, I'd say hello to my wife who'd be asleep. She'd probably get angry with me because I woke her up, you know. And then I'd go downstairs into my basement, into my office, and I'd sit online for an hour or two or go downstairs mm-hmm. and watch TV. And then I'd go upstairs and go to bed and then go downstairs. And it's so funny that when I look back on, on what that time was, and even over the last bunch of years to what my time is now, like I really tried to be so much more present in everything because I've just kind of found joy in so many different things because I've opened my eyes up.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you, 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 you know, it's all in the presence. There is nothing else but presence and presence is the only space that you can meet the truth of who you really are, right? You can't meet yourself in your past and you, you, you can't really meet yourself in your, in the future. You can envision yourself in the future. Um, but the only truth is in the present is in the present moment. So, yeah, I think a lot of people, um, I mean, I can, I can say the same thing, Brian. I mean, you know, I think I've always been a pretty authentic person. My whole life I've strived for it and I've, I've always understood my uniqueness. Um, but it wasn't until I gave myself full permission to kind of walk in this path that my whole life started to change. I mean, everything started to change. All my relationships completely shifted. It's um, It was like a full clean house of what's really real in your life and what really supports you sustaining this because that's the other thing we can we can awaken to our truth and it's a beautiful euphoric thing when we when we first have that spiritual connection with ourselves and then it's kind of like well okay well this is who i am so now what you know now and then you take a look around at your life and nothing matches anymore and in order for you to sustain that truth and to stay connected to your soul's identity sometimes you need to make some radical change You know? And I think that's where people really get, really get stuck because nobody wants to hurt people. Right. You know, so it's a scary thing to to step into that space.
0: When did you, I mean, when was your kind of awakening to this? Because, I mean, I think about the first time that we met. And do you remember the first time we met at Harvest? I do. Yeah. And I just remember like being (laughs) like, this chick's fucking awesome. Like Aww. you were just like, that's literally what I thought. And I remember that night. I remember you guys coming in. I remember talking to all of you guys standing at the end of the bar, talking to you guys and all of that stuff. But we how, how, where were you in that point compared to not now? Because I, 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 where was the, where was the turning point for you that you were able to finally just fully kind of embrace everything that you wanted
1: Wow. For, well, to, to
0: get you to this point now like you know what i'm saying like honestly, we go through all these changes through our life and i'm the yeah. person that i met that, that you met that day is so far from the person that i am today yeah. so oh yeah where was where were you where was where was that point where you what what switch just went off in your brain where you were like ba boom this is it
1: well Yeah, then at that time that you had met me, which I don't know when we're talking about there, maybe
0: 2006? That was 2008. Uh, No. Okay. No, 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 you're right. I think it was 2006.
1: So I was lit up at that time. I really, really really dived into a spiritual practice and studying hard. Um, I had found energy work, which completely shifted my life because when I found energy work and started practicing it and realizing that I had a connection to it, there was no way I could deny it ever again and anymore. I could never go back. Um, It was, it turned everything uh, upside down for me, but it was very exciting and I lit up. But to be really, truly honest, it wasn't, um, it was through probably my pain and my struggles of the transformation of cleaning out and clearing out my life to get into alignment with who i am right now it was it was that painful time which was probably around the time when i got divorced which is a you know extremely painful time for for anyone that goes through a divorce it's 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 hugely transformational but um for me it was very um it gave me an opportunity to just kind of walk into the world very bare. Like, this is who I am, right. my imperfectness and my perfectness. And it taught me to really love the, both the light and the dark of me, um, taught me forgiveness, taught me so much more that really anchored me into, um, who I am right now. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I, I I can say that you, so we grow into our soul selves, you know? It takes time, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And so right. for you, I've watched you. I've kind of like held your hand, it feels like, my soul brother. Oh, and you've times grown did. into, yeah, you've grown into your soul identity. And now you've arrived at this point. There's no going back, is there?
0: No, I'm, I mean, I think, I'm, I think I'm, I'm in a really good, I think I'm in a good place. I think I still have some shit that I need to kind of pull out and that I need to work on. And you and I have had discussions about that. But yep. I, I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I'm kind of happy in a, in a yeah. weird roundabout way. I mean, look, I'm freaking the fuck out at, because my daughter's going to college, because my girls are growing up, because I'm realizing how much time I missed with them when they were kids. Like, that's my number one focus right now. You know, and that's yeah. a massive focus for me. I mean, my relationships are, Are um, I'm a single guy, you know, I'm super busy with work and all that stuff. Uh, the thing that I focus on the most is, you know, you and I went out a couple of weeks ago and had lunch, probably one of the greatest days that I've had in a really, really, really long time. Just sure, you and I sitting in the I house never. and we were working and then, you know, we went out for a little while and then we went to lunch and it was, and I was like, wait, you've never had pho? Like turn around. We literally turned the car around. <laughs> You know, to, to go and have dinner and, and, or a late lunch, whatever it was, but like, you know, and for me to go out when I'm home is a hard thing because I want to be around my girls all the time. So, yeah. But I really live a life when I'm when I am I live a life. I think when I'm out on the road because I experience things, I meet people, I talk to people and everybody that I meet, I pull from their energy and I either make the decision to move forward with them in my life or, hey, there's no reason to have you here. And I'm mm-hmm. really good at getting rid of people right now, Sally. <laughs>
1: You're really? Cleaning good. House.
0: Yeah, I am. I'm cleaning house.
1: Yeah. And sometimes through the most painful periods of our life, when we feel most alone, it's really the universe kind of clearing the way so that you can, you know, just organically arrive at your truth, you know, and, um, you, you just said something right there and you said, I think I'm happy right now. And, And you are happy. Like, why not own that and say, you know, I am happy right now it can only get better than that my actual my mantra I think I might have told you this already my every year for my birthday I come up with a mantra and this year it's what's the best that could happen I like that what's the best that could happen
0: whereas most people Um, would say what's the worst that can happen
1: totally and I actually came to arrived at that because I found myself um as I was I was in a perfect scenario I'm at the beach I'm riding my bike blocks to the beach it's a beautiful day like sun shining like what kind of problems could you possibly have but as i'm riding my bike i'm caught in all this worry i'm worried about you know all kinds of things the list is endless and and i in the moment i i became conscious and aware of my thoughts and was the observer of where i was placing my attention and In that moment, I snapped out of it. I I love awareness because awareness gives us a choice. You can stay in the shit or you can make a choice to pull yourself out of it and see life through a different perspective. But it was in that moment that I thought, "How? why am I planning subconsciously? I'm not even aware of it. It's so ingrained in me to worry that why would I be planning and preparing for the worst case scenario? Why would I ever do that? Why would I not plan for the best case scenario why wouldn't i be saying to myself what's the best that can happen you know so i've been using that mantra and i'm sharing it with everyone now we're sharing (laughs) with everyone on the air today because i i i think that it's um it's you know life is all how we look at things and when you shift your perspective it's easy to be pissed off easy to be negative we were all bred on that You know, it actually takes mindfulness and practice to shift your mindset to one that's looking for the positive and the love and the compassion in life.
0: I have, uh, you know, I used to be a worry guy and I used to let things bother me and I used to really... You know, I would hold on to a lot of shit. And it's it's funny because I, I, I look I travel a lot. I'm constantly, you know, I've got a lot of different balls in the air. I mean, you know, irons in the fire, whatever you want to call them, you know, feet getting in the door, whatever happens. And I got to a point that I work out of an app that I told you about, Trello, which I adore. I absolutely love. And I now when you And now when things, you know, I just, I put a lot of those, I don't want to call them negative thoughts. I put shit that I think I would normally worry about. I put them in there because I think I, I pull it out of my brain. But so then at the end of the day, I can go through this list and I can look and say, okay, well, I need to figure out this. Okay. Well now I have a timeline of when I can do that. So I'm not thinking about it all the time. I'm not worrying about it, but I'm bringing it to, I'm bringing it to a visual point for me so that I can work on it. Like I have reminders that come up on my phone or on my computer, you know, every morning you need to do this, 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 and this today. And there's certain things in there like, okay, well, I got a parking ticket the other day that I want to fight. So I have to call, you know, Lower Marion Township. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so I'm not thinking I have to call Laura and I have to think I have to call because what I used to do is I would think about it all day and try to remember all the shit that I had to do all day long. And yeah. it clouded, it clouded me being in the moment, being present, being, working clearly on things that I want to work on. And now I have a reminder in the morning and I can either swipe right to keep it or I can archive it or whatever it is. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Like this way, I'm not just thinking about it. And yes. I'm not okay. worrying about it all the time. Now I have a certain period of time during the day where I can look at the items that I have to work on. If that means call Lower Marion Township to fight a parking ticket, then I do that at, you know, right then. Or I say, I can't do it today. I need to do it tomorrow. So then I'm not worrying about the fact that I have to do it all day tomorrow because I'm going to get a reminder about it in the morning that you have to do it. So I kind of clear myself in a technological way. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And that is, that's so important to do. I keep a lift pad next to my bed and I empty out my brain of my to-do list for the next day before I fall asleep at night. Because, you know, it, all that stuff is just mind clutter and it's really getting in the way. Whatever's going to get done is going to get done. Right. Um, And you actually, you're much more organized when you're present. All your power is in your presence. So um and you'll sleep better too, by the way. Big Fuck put Sally. Put a notepad next to your bed. There's something about I love Trello and I love notes in my phone and I love all these things. But there is something about actually having it leave your brain and writing it out onto right. a piece of paper, you know? It's so nice. I love the modern technology as well, but if there's something to pen to the paper that is very, very healing and releasing. Um, so making a list is a great thing, especially this time of the year when people are so overwhelmed.
0: Well, and, and I really
1: want to talk about that.
0: Well, that's, and that's what I kind of, <laughs> before you got on, I started to talk about that a little bit, how I, I, you know, whatever it was, you know, right before Thanksgiving, I texted you and I was like, fuck, like I, what's going on? You know, and you were like, okay, cool. Here we are. Here we are. This is what's going to happen. And and I told you yesterday or the other day when I talked to you that it it made, I had the greatest Thanksgiving. I had yeah. the greatest Thanksgiving because I walked into it expecting that I, I walked into it with more knowledge, knowing what was going on kind of in the universe, in the world. And you were like, it's going to be a really tough holiday season for everybody. And. Yeah. And you had said, you're like, Mercury's doing weird shit and blah, blah, blah. And I and I walked into Thanksgiving, and I, I had a great night. I just had a exactly. great night.
1: I'm a huge astrology nerd. I always have been. Um, I follow the stars. You know, call me. Call me. Uh, my, like my family would say, oh, Sally's world. And there's Sally in Sally's world. Well, yeah, call me crazy in Sally's world. But it works. It really works. And there's something to... Um, you know, the cosmic forecast, we can't deny that there's a bunch of big giant planets out there and that they have, what are we going to just act like they have no influence over us? I mean, like how ignorant can we possibly be as human beings? It has huge influence on us. Look at the moon. It controls our waters. That's massive. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not as woo-woo as it used to be. I really believe that people are kind of turning around and going, oh, okay, there's got to be something to this. So Mercury, for example, as I was speaking to you about the holidays and presently right now, the planet Mercury, which is, embodies the um, energy of communication because it's the fastest moving planet. It never stops. So it's constantly, it's very chatty. So it represents how we communicate with each other. But Mercury is in retrograde right now, and it's in retrograde till December 6th, I believe. So
0: explain so, explain retrograde.
1: Okay, so when a planet is in retrograde, when Mercury is in retrograde, it's telling us to hold up. Just take a pause and pay attention to where you are, what's happening around you, and maybe you need to kind of go back and redo some things. So Mercury is a great time to reframe and re-optimize all of the things that you have going on in your life. It also can be a great time to maybe revisit old relationships, maybe practice some forgiveness work. It's about tying up loose ends. Um, If you don't, Follow Mercury retrograde, and um, you will most likely become a little agitated. It can mess with us technology-wise. A lot of times, people's computer crashes or their phone um, dies. Or the most common is miscommunication with people during a Mercury retrograde. People tend to—they um, don't really understand what's happening, like the collective energy. So they get—they get a little jacked up. And they say things that they don't really mean because it's coming from a place of an, of an old experience or an old pain that's surfacing now. So it can get kind of messy, you know? And um, I, people get afraid of mercury retrogrades because they're like, Oh man, now I got to watch my words and I'm going to get in arguments with people and I'm going to lose my, you know, uh, travel information is going to get all messed up and, And that stuff may happen, but a Mercury retrograde is a big, it's a, it's a, the universe telling you to take a little mini vacation the universe is saying, take a pause. Let's just take a pause right now take a breath, go check out, you know, maybe clean out all your emails, go back, clean out your closet, go back and check all those to-do lists that you've written. And you know, what haven't you done that you need to do? Get your shit organized before Mercury begins to turn direct again and starts moving fast. And now it'll start moving fast and carrying us into the new year. So this is a really, really great time for people to even, even this. So this is something I do with myself every year. This time every year, I reflect on the year. So I'm in, I'm in reflection mode of 2018 right now. And it's perfectly aligned with the energies that are upon us right now in a mercury retrograde so i'm in review and i'm looking back at the year um noticing you know what worked what what maybe didn't work what was what was the best that happened what were the lessons learned the nuggets of wisdom and having full gratitude for it all and blessing everything and clearing it all so that I can begin to move into the new space of, you know, the new year of 2019, which is going to be a very, very active, active year for everyone. We're all going to be called to get to work. We've been doing a lot of soul work for the last few years. There's no coincidence in um, society, in the collective, that all of a sudden, Everybody's uh, on board with nutrition and everybody's going green and <laughs> mindfulness is now a big buzzword. Everybody's a meditator. Yoga's on every corner. I mean, this has been arising and you know moving through the collective because this is where we're going. We're all kind of waking up. Um, Humanity is starting to kind of wake up and move towards a, a higher thought process of consciousness, Not everybody. But most, (laughs) most, so this is kind of where we're going. So, but now that we've done a lot of work over the last few years, as 2019 comes in, we have to get to work on all of that now. So it's time to start taking action, but you can't take action until you clean up a little bit. So you clean house. For example, you said, I've been really um, letting people go in my life that aren't serving me anymore. Yeah. You know, I would say you're doing exactly what you should be doing right now, right now. And I would also encourage you to go back and look at the year and and what do you need to get rid of, what worked, what didn't work, bless everything. And I would even encourage you, I read something a few weeks ago that um, I've been sharing with everyone and I'll share it here on the air because I, I think it's so important Sometimes we go into review and we go negative. Oh my God, I did that again. Oh, I didn't follow through with those goals. I suck. I didn't work out like I said I would or whatever it is, we self-sabotage. We immediately go into not good enough mode. But if you could look at your year, 2018 as a whole, and look at every struggle that you've encountered as a triumph through the eyes of, you know, I, I, that was really hard and it might've looked like I failed or it might've looked like I didn't, I didn't, you know, succeed as much as I wanted to, but I really gained knowledge of this, you know, or I really acquired awareness around this. So now I'm super clear. Now I know exactly what I want. So looking at the year through the eyes of triumph, because we're constantly always evolving if we're aware enough to that soul identity. Does that make sense? Am I
0: getting too woo woo on you? No, no, you you can always get woo woo with me. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm totally cool with that. No, I do I I, I totally get what you're saying. And what and what I do is I kind of look at, at what worked for me or what in reality what didn't work for me through the year. And I don't see it as a negative, I see it as a learning experience. Like, totally. You know, I mean, I I see certain stuff like, I mean, for me, I know that when I there was a whole period of the year that I was super lazy, I was traveling all the time, I was on the road, I was on planes, I was doing this, I was doing that. And 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 the cycle of that put me into a a weird kind of depression. Like, you know, I mean, where I was I was snapping at my children. You know, I just wasn't in the greatest place of where I needed to be all the time. And I and and it's funny because now as the year has progressed, I'm in a much much better place. I'm working out. I'm doing the stuff that I want to feel that I want to do. You know, I'm eating cleaner while I'm home. I'm never going to change what I do on the road. In certain places mm-hmm. I have to go and do my stuff. It's my job. But I have felt like and I thought about this the other day. I was just kind of sitting down after I had walk, gotten home from the gym and I was sweaty. I felt like, you know, my butt was hurting because I walked, you know, on a on an on an incline of five on a treadmill. Like and i thought to myself look at the how how great i feel right this second i want to feel this way all the time i really mm-hmm. like the way that i feel right now i'm very happy with the way that i feel you know i was telling you the other day about the green drink that i was drinking the cleanse that i was doing yeah. i feel fucking awesome why is it that i would that i would not do this this is a drug this is a drug That's that cool. makes you feel really good but at the same time it's really fucking good for you yeah. Like and, I, and, the and reason I,
1: why is it's go just we go back to bad, we go back to the habits. Like our, it's, it's, it's the programming of your brain. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, you have a mind and then you have a soul. Yeah. This isn't your soul's choice to create those habits. Your soul's choice wants, your soul wants to be free and experience life to the absolute fullest. Yeah. You know, um, it wants to have fun and learn and love and grow and, but your your mind is running off of a habitual pattern that, for for most of us, I would say it may be slightly different for the younger generation because most uh, people today are living or in some type of mindfulness or greater awareness. But for most of us, um, we grew up in the mentality where you looked for what was wrong, right? Right. And we oh, yeah. we found we found comfort, which meant our relationships involved bitching, complaining, over drinking, um, gossiping, like all these things that we found comfort in were not supportive to you living, feeling well and feeling good for yourself all the time. And it wasn't because I don't believe that we were trying to beat the shit out of ourselves. I think it's a habitual pattern that people are stuck in negative mindset is disease it's bad and and it's a disease and stress and overwhelm is a disease and no i've never really met a bad person i meet overwhelmed people overwhelmed people and when people are overwhelmed They make poor choices or they say things they don't mean or they, you know, they fall into bad habits. But it's not the really, it's not the truth of anyone, of any of us. And yeah. meditation and mindfulness is a practice. We have to exercise our brain. And the more you exercise your brain for the positive and the healthy, so you, for example, you like the way you're feeling right now. Yeah. After the gym, I would highly suggest that you sit down and close your eyes. And after you're done that green drink, close your eyes and speak to your subconscious mind and speak to your body and say, this is my natural state. Yeah. This is how I wish to feel every single day. I am, I am health and vitality right here, right now in this present moment. And every time you do that and acknowledge that you start activating new neural pathways within your brain. And yeah. the more we exercise them, the more they grow, then the brain is just this magnet towards it wants to attract like thoughts back to it so then you find yourself in healthier conversations meeting new super cool people that yeah. are you know it's uh, um it sounds so hard, but it's just not so hard.
0: Well, and it's just a, I mean, the thing is, is, it's, it, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, uh, look, I've, I've meditated, I do guided meditations and I listen to them before I go to sleep and I listen to them, you know, I do stuff when I wake up in the morning, but it's, it's really funny. A couple of weeks ago, I was doing an event that was unbelievably unorganized, super unorganized. I wasn't be, I wasn't myself when I got, I, I wasn't. I wasn't myself when I got up on stage. Let me put it that way. When I Mm -hmm. got in front of all of the people that were coming up to talk to me and all of the people that I was cooking for at that point, I was doing a really cool event. And I wasn't me. I just, I was so, the tension was was unbearable. I could feel it. And I was, I had to, I walked in the back and I I just kind of looked at everybody. I said, yo, I need like 10 minutes. I need 10 minutes. I sat down on a chair and I put my feet up on a cooler and this horribly uncomfortable, like folding chair. I put my feet up on a cooler. I put my headphones in and I stopped and I just, I listened to one of these cool meditations that I listened to that I really like. And, and it just, and it, it, the rest of the rest of my day, it changed every part of what I did just yeah. for taking that five or ten minutes and funny like a lot of times when I listen of meditations I'll tell you honestly Sally I fall asleep Like I just, Mm -hmm. I, I, whether it's because I move so much because I'm always on the move, whatever it is, I get that opportunity to sit down that to me, like I'll, I'll fall asleep at the end of the day. I enjoy falling asleep to it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy listening to a five or 10 minute meditation in the morning to kind of get me going and get my world set. Like I love that, that, that jump out of bed world that I'm in right now. Love it. Absolutely fucking love it. Normally I'd get out of bed. I kind of wander around aimlessly. I'm really not sure where I go, what I have to do, even though I know where I have to go and what I have to do but I'm kind of cloudy with it I've been so clear the last couple of weeks it's been amazing it's been amazing it's such a weird feeling because I haven't felt this way in a really long time but that 5 or 10 minutes changed I think it kind of moved so much shit moving forward it was weird well, I like, you know,
1: you can live, it's kind of like what world do you want to live in? Do you want yeah. to live in the, the, because we are, we have, you know, we have different realities upon us here. And there is, a, you know, there's the chaotic, um, negative world, and then there's the light, optimistic world. And, and we get caught up because most of society, it's not sustainable. Unfortunately, yet I believe we're moving in that direction. But it's not how you feel right now. It's it's not really sustainable out in society, right? Because you come up against all kinds of negative people and negative situations, and and we're so habitually patterned to nav to to in, you know naturally fall into that, right? The energy is powerful, but. That's why it's a practice, to keep practicing mindfulness, practicing meditation. But it gives us, when you you take that moment, it's a moment. And a guided meditation is wonderful. Sometimes people don't have enough time for that. And it's really, I call it a power pause. You just take a pause and excuse yourself. And go take a few long, deep breaths. And get back in your body. Get back in your body because when we're feeling scattered and erratic, like you expressed right before you were about to go on and do your presentation, you weren't in your body. Yeah. You were picking up everybody else's energy. You were totally feeling it all and it had you scattered. You were right up in it all. And that pause you took helped you get back into your body. And that's That's where all your power is.
0: That simple breath is, is so big. You know that in through the nose and out through the mouth is so it's so cleansing to me. You know, it really just got, like I do it before I take off on a plane. I sit on a plane and you know I listen to people. Look, flying is 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 stressful. To me, it's not stressful. I, I, you know, I mean, I fly way too much, but I listen to people bitch and complaining and, and, you know, and I I kind of I kind of giggle to myself when I hear them because I'm thinking we're in a tin can with thousands of pounds of jet fuel underneath of us that we're about to be propelled through the sky and taken to an entirely, entirely different location. And, you know, and and I've said that to people before and they're like, you know, you're absolutely right. I need to chill out or I need to calm down or whatever. But I take that breath before I take off. And so many times people will sit next to me and they'll say, oh, first time flying. And I'm like, baby, you have no idea. This is my, (laughs) this is my process of, of, of releasing before we take off. You know, yeah. taking that couple of seconds just to kind of like we're about to do something that is scientifically and physically awesome. And I'm sorry that your bag didn't fit in the overhead compartment, but we're about but we're you know, I mean, we're lit, like you it's such I, an
1: opportunity to be mindful, isn't it? Yeah, you know?
0: seriously. I and I love yeah. it. I love that breath. I love that cleansing. Just boom. You know, before you take off, and then I also try to think about the fact that I'm going to a location that that I may have been there before, or I may not have been there before, and the new experience that's about to happen that whole way. And you know, uh, like like the people that I meet on a plane. I met a woman named Fiona a bunch of weeks ago who was from oh. Ireland, and you know, and her and I you went. Know, that's my daughter's name. Oh my God, that's great. Blah blah blah. And you know, she, and and she was so positive and so upbeat. And oddly enough, like her daughter was sexually assaulted through. Three days before, by a homeless man, and she was flying there to help her and take care of her. But the conversation that her and I had was so upbeat and so positive, despite this world that this woman was living in at that moment of having to go and fly and take care of her daughter who just went through a very traumatic experience. Like,
1: I I love that because presence brings us empathy. You know, it's hard to be empathetic um, and compassionate when you're stressed out. Actually yeah. it's the opposite. They're agitated by the people and they're like, you know, then you hear people say, oh. like, Well, you think I got problems, you got problems, exactly. I got problems let me tell you. Too. You know? Yeah. Let me tell you about mine. Then we start comparing our bags of shit and it's like, what are we doing here? You right. know? Everyone's got problems. But the the I love that, Brian, because that's life. Yeah. That's living. That's the human spirit which you experienced through that woman sharing that with you. And you actually had a very conscious, mindful, present moment with another human being. And when you really think about that, and I, I think about this all the time, because how much of our lives do we miss because we are not present or because we're in stress, overwhelm? you know, got to get to the next moment mode. Yeah. And I'm serious, really think about that. How many how many I love you's do we miss from our kids when we're rushing to the car in the mornings? Sure. How many moments did we move, did we lose with people that we can't get back anymore, that aren't here anymore because we were too busy or um, we weren't present enough? And when I think about that, that makes me t- take a deep breath because I want to fully experience every single part of my life while I am alive, because it's fucking great and people are missing it. Especially this time of the year when everybody's overwhelmed and stressed out and I hear people, I just, I ran into somebody yesterday at Target and they were like, oh my God, I have to buy all this wrapping paper and I, have to, <laughs> I have to wrap all these gifts." and, and it's just, you know, it's just so much. And I can't, and I'm like, I would never want a gift from you. I would right. never want a wrapped gift of stress from anyone. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, I,
1: why would you put that energy into it?
0: I have got, I've got, i I've, oh, I don't need a gift. I want anybody who knows me. I don't need a gift. You know, I want, I want, I want your time that to me. And because I have so, and this is going to sound fucked up, but because I have so little time to give because of work and everything. Like my mother, my mother's, you know, what do you want for Christmas? Take me out to lunch, mom. Yeah. You know, my girls, Fiona, the other day, what, you know, uh, by, which, you know, the a couple of weeks ago, Fiona and I went out for, uh, you know, on Black Friday. I've never done Black Friday before that way. Years ago, I did it with my sister and we went to like Filene's basement and shit like that. It was funny. This year, Fiona was like, I want to experience Black Friday. And I, and I was like, let's go. Let's yeah. go. A child who's 14 years old experienced Black Friday for the first time. You and I are going to do this, kid. And we had the greatest morning. We had yeah. the greatest, greatest morning. Phones down. We just had fun. Went shopping. By the way, crazy white women in Lululemon on Black Friday. Holy oh, yeah. shit. That was... <laughs> I have a video so that every time I want to look and laugh, it, it, it was like they were giving out free Starbucks and Uggs. I mean, it was so it was funny. insane the whole time we were we in there. We get that,
1: excited but, about yoga pants, man. I, I mean, know. I told you, this is the way we're going. This is where we're living. It's all about lightness and comfort yeah. and... You know, movement, moving your body. So, yeah, we get excited about yoga
0: pants. I've, I've never <laughs> had as, like, I'm really excited for this month. And I wish that everybody could feel what I feel. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The reason why, one, I have a lot of really good things going on in my life. Some stuff we can't talk about, Sally. I, we, you know that. Some stuff we're going to announce in a little while. but. But I'm really excited about this, and I'll, and I'm gonna be honest with you, One of the main reasons why is because the conversation that you and I had a couple of weeks ago, and you wow. just kind of broke it down like, all right, Brian, we got a crazy couple of weeks coming up. you know, and I, and I and now that I'm aware of that, I just I'm cool. I'm ready for it. whatever you're going to throw at me. And and I've you know, I've realized that a lot of the conversations that I have with people when they start to become negative, I actually start saying, hey, you know what? Do me. Let's take a breath for like three seconds here look at all Listen the cool you,
1: guru. Shit.
0: Well, I know because <laughs> I feel bad. Like I have a really good friend of mine who works in the restaurant industry. And, and every single time that we talk, it's a negative conversation about the people that she worked with and how much she hated her shift and blah, 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 blah. And I say, well, did you meet anybody really cool today while you were working? Yeah. Like, tell me about mm-hmm. that person. That, oh, well, you know what? This really nice old man came in. Like I'm, I'm finding myself steering, Sorry, I had a huge green drink a minute ago and I just burped. I'm um, I'm trying to steer people because I don't want to hear your fucking negative shit.
1: Well, I I always tell my kids, it can't exist unless you... Energy needs energy to keep going. And it dies if you're not feeding it. So, you know, a lot of times when I hear that with people, I just, I sit in silence and I, I just observe, you know? And, and usually, then they become aware of their behavior or what's happening, and when it naturally and organically shifts on its own. On its own, or I'll offer, you know, um, a lighter perspective of things. Right. But that, with that said, um, when you're a person who's optimistic or is living in the light, right, or trying to live in the light, that can also be abrasive to those who are not. So we can trigger a lot of people. You can actually trigger people <laughs> by your optimism and your um, presence. Yeah. Um, because it's a it's a it's like a slap in the face of where they are. You know.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, there's I, a I,
1: lot I, of energy that comes up this time of the year with for everyone, and and you just to be aware that, um, you know what you're. It's never about you. Nope. Ever. When you trigger something with someone, or they're they're complaining about something, or it's never about you, it's based upon something that they got going on in their life, or an old mindset or belief that they have. Um, it's never about you. So yeah. the first thing that we need to do is is remember that and not take it personally, and then have compassion for them. They're stuck. It sucks to be stressed out. Yeah, you know. It sucks to be overwhelmed. We all know what that feels like. It sucks to be stuck in the negative and just have compassion for that person in that moment. And sometimes compassion is no words, just a simple look, observing them, looking in their eyes, seeing them, and not saying anything. Yeah. It's so (laughs) powerful. I think we overuse words today as a society. That's another... Another topic, but I think that we're all quick to fill space um, when we don't really need to, you know, right. I mean, you and I were together, we spent the day together a couple of weeks ago, best day ever, yeah. by the way, because it was spontaneous, and we right. didn't care, and yep. we just had real presence in our conversation, and just driving, you know, we're just sitting in next to you, and driving was enough, I didn't, we didn't need words right, to fill the space. We had presence.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's kind of funny because I feel that, I, like, for 40, well, not 47 years. I mean, I'll, I'll say that for. I don't know. Twenty plus years. I feel like this whole part of the season, this whole part of the year, this which oddly enough is called, you know, the holiday season. It's Thanksgiving leading into Christmas, which leads into New Year, which is a huge thing for for a lot of people. I mean, the New Year's a big, big, big deal. Especially for me. I take that new year as a huge opportunity to kind of reset and pull myself back and, you know, pay attention to some stuff. And and usually I get to see you guys down on down on Broad Street. And then down on two street and I don't get to do that this year, but it's the first year that I'm like, I'm just super peaceful right now. I'm just, I'm just super like, I'm just in a really good place. You know, I, I I made, I've, I've set the expectations for everybody. Like even with my girls, I mean, last year with Christmas, it was gift gift after gift, after gift, after gift, and year before that gift, after gift. And I said to the girls this year, you're both getting one big gift and we're good. Yeah, you know, you're both getting one big gift and you're good. And and I've already got them purchased and we're good. And and I'm not I'm not trying to fill the void in different areas. I'm not trying to fill a stocking with shit that we just don't need. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to fill, which I'm going to do anyway because it's a stocking. You put stupid shit in stockings that you just don't need, you know. But but I'm I'm, I'm just I'm, I, like I'm really excited for the first time in many 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 years. I'm just really excited for this part of the year. And it's not because of gifts. It's not because I don't want anything from anybody. I want your time. Like even my girls, my girls are like, what do you want for Christmas? Well, you know what? I want the same thing you got me last year, which is a really cool little bracelet that you made for me or that you got, uh, you know, that you bought that I have with me all the time. That's Mm -hmm. cool as shit. I don't need a new phone case. I don't need a new pair of Lululemon shorts. I might need a new pair of sneakers, but that's because I have an obsession with shoes, but (laughs)
1: <laughs> but, but I
0: don't, I don't, I don't need anything like I'm good. It, Cause you know what? If we need something, no offense, we can buy, I can buy it online. I can think about it on, and, and it'll be here tomorrow morning from Amazon. But I don't, I just, I, I would rather have something, uh, an experience. I would rather have a meal, a timeout with you, a, a, a bracelet that I can put on my wrist or, you know, something like that. Like I'm, I want something that means something. I don't need another shirt.
1: Yeah. Thing that what that you just said right there. I want something that means something, and that's just uh, that's a product of the results of your practice lately. Yeah, I because we realize you know one of the things when we start to awaken and we start you know kind of coming into our soul self, we realize we don't really need much. We don't need much no. in life,
0: and we're so you abundant know? with shit. And, and all, all you got to do is move and, and you know all you got to do is move and you realize how much shit you have. Oh it's and incredible. I mean physical shit. I'm not talking about the mental or the you know the, any other part of it. You know last year in August when we moved and I looked at my front lawn of my old house and I saw I saw sweatpants with tags on them and you know yeah. socks that had never been taken out of a package or shoes that were purchased that that nobody had ever worn before that that I paid $50 for that I'm now selling for 5. Yeah. And I looked at the girls and I just said, we don't, we don't need anything else.
1: Yeah, we really don't, but we need more connectedness. Yeah. We need more, you know, we need, we need more support, um, in, in our sustainable living of living life through soul. So, you know, that's what we need more of. We need more meaningful items, things that are homemade, or um, you know things that were had like a ton of thoughts and um, encouragement involved. For example, purses full of hope, uh, an organization that I created a few years ago with my nice. daughters.
0: segue, I like it.
1: Yes, it is, it is a beautiful organization. It is um, where we, we collect purses full, filled with items for women in need that are in halfway houses and shelters, and. Um, we encourage women, none of these purses are store-bought. And it is very, very important that they're not store-bought because we have enough shit in this world. And I, I'd like for the women who um, are blessed to have lots of purses in their closets that are in good condition to gift them, give it away instead of throwing it in the trash or... Um, you know, donating it to other things that really have no meaning. So our intentions are for women to recycle what they already have and then add items in there for women in need. And it's not just like it's sanitary items and, um, you know, hygiene items, but also how about an old self-help book that you've read a million times or a good good, good, soul-feeding soul feeding book that you have, or positive affirmations, or maybe an old journal, like how many journals do you have? Do you really need them all? Um, a pack of pens, something that can actually inspire another person. The most important part is that we ask for the women to write a letter of hope to the woman receiving the purse, and they have no idea who that woman is. So you're writing this letter to this person and all you're offering them is your intentions for them to have, to have hope in their right. life, to, you know, to see the world through optimism, to see the world through the act of kindness that they are creating for them within that purse. And when these women receive these purses, Brian, you think you saw mayhem in Lululemon. <laughs> when these women receive these purses, they are received in that way. Right. And it, there is, it is so incredibly heartfelt because I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow. And this isn't anything store-bought. Nothing here is bought in a store. It is all recycled and it's gifted with such intention and such love and purpose. And it's felt and received, you know? And it has yeah. potential to actually change somebody's life. I always say one purse, two lives impacted, Yeah. you know? To be the giver and to be the receiver um, is both such a beautiful thing. But it it really is important for people to have that awareness. Whether no matter what organization you're giving to this this holiday season, or it's just giving in general to your family and friends, do it mindfully. Yeah. Do it with presence and attention. And if and if there's no physical item that matches that. Well, then give them a hug. Yeah. Spend some time. Look into their eyes and tell them how much they mean to you. I take that a million times over any tangible item, you know?
0: Yep. Totally agree. I agree. I mean, I, I, I look back, I used to make, uh, my, my, my ex-wife, actually. I remember when we were, we were, we, by the way, we get along great and all that stuff now. So it's not like I'm talking negative about any of that stuff. But, uh, when we were first, I was like, you know, why are we giving, why are we giving our, 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 our kids and we keep getting these, you know, all this stuff and their infants. Like Fiona was born December 23rd and she got Christmas presents. And I'm oh, like, yeah, I'm like, give her a $20 savings bond. Give her, a check to put in the bank for the money that you just spent on that stuff. Like, and I was, and she always, she would always say like, Oh, you know, you're, you're a, you're a curmudgeon or you're a Grinch or, you know, uh, uh, something to that effect. Because, uh, you know I mean? Around Christmas, it was always like, we're given all this stuff. And, um, a friend of mine just had a baby a couple weeks ago. And I, I you know what I did? I put a hundred dollar bill in an envelope and said, put this in the college education. You know, put this yeah. into something that you can use down the road, that that is that yeah. is that is not a onesie or a pack of diapers, or you know, like pop it into something that you can like. I don't know that maybe that's just weird. Maybe I am a curmudgeon, and maybe they really just wanted a new rattle, but but that's not what I did. I gave something that I thought that would benefit that child further down the road because as my kids get older and all that stuff. So I'm just weird these days, though, Sally. I don't
1: know. No, I think you're present these days. The present us more time. When we think we have no time, we're so stressed out, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time for any of this. Well, do you have time to feel like shit? Yeah. Because it's that's amazing. the way you feel.
0: I mean, I've you know, so like literally today. I'm just like, I'm on fire today. It's wild. Yeah. It's just a great wild thing. Popped out of bed at, you know, I mean, I woke up at 4:30 because I'm old now and I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I came back upstairs and I laid back in bed for a little while. And then, along, you know, my alarm went off at six and I was just up and I was just a, I was ready to roll. Like I was just ready to roll and I just felt yeah. really good. And I have a lot of really good shit going on. So I think a lot of that happens with it. But I think a lot of that has started to come back around because of the fact that I'm just kind of, you know, I'm I'm, I'm eliminating the negativity. I'm pushing those people away. You know, I don't want to hear the bullshit about it. I know that sounds. Weird.
1: And I think. I, I love your observance of where you are and that only comes within breath and meditation and mindfulness as well. Um, yeah. Because when you're lit up, when you're lit up, when you are light, you are inspirited, right? Yeah. And it's our obligation, it's our, as human beings to share that light, yeah. to share that that energy. So we go out into the world, but when we're not lit up, when we're tired, when we're overwhelmed, when we're sad, it's just as equally as important to have presence to that too. And know when to pull back and retract and, you know, go within, do some journaling, reach out to a, a coach, a friend, a, you know, a family member that you can speak to that can be a sounding board and listen. Um, but I think a lot of people are so irresponsible with their energy, especially this time of the year. And, um, you know, we really, that's pollution. That's pollution in collective society. So I love that you're mindful of that, that you're aware that you feel lit up and you feel great. And you know, you want to carry that energy and it's infectious and you want to bring it to people, but also be mindful of when you're not. Yeah. So what throwing that all up all over people.
0: (laughs) So what is your, I mean, Like, I mean, for me, when I, when I do my meditation stuff, uh, you know I mean? I like a little guided thing. What's an easy way to start? You know I mean? A lot of people think of like, I look at my brother who does, you know, who does transcend transcendental. Is that right? Transcendental meditation. Yep.
1: Transcendental. Who does TM. TM.
0: You know, I, I look Mm -hmm. at my, I mean, I look at my ex-girlfriend. I mean, Jill, her father was, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was two hours a day. You know, in the morning, in the afternoon, a full on TM. And he was quite possibly one of the most peaceful, kind, gentle people I've ever met in my life. And I look yeah. at my brother now, who's Buddhist and, and who meditates a tremendous amount and the, and the impact that it's had on his life. But, but me and in my brain, I can't get there yet. I'm not a TM guy yet. I'm not, I, I, I still enjoy my guided, which forces me to sit, relax, focus you know, and, and, and pull that focus in. I've started to do more breathing meditations which is mm-hmm. like when you start, you know, when, for, and one of the things that I've been taught or one of the things that I've learned is, you know, when you start to, cause I, my brain wanders all the time. I mean, just in this conversation, I'm wandering, you know, I mean, it's just the mm-hmm. way that I am, but that by the, doing that breathing, it really kind of pulls me back in and centers me. What is, what, what, if you can give it like a suggestion to somebody out there who can take that, the, the beginning stages of a meditation, how, what is, how, what, what is your suggestion as a, professional because I think that you're very good at what you do and, and, and you're a professional at it so well, thank you you're welcome
1: um, I think that um, first of all there is we have to demystify that meditation is difficult or something that you know it it, it takes it's something you really need to learn <laughs> it's already lived and exists within you you already okay. have it all you need to do is slow down and meet it. So to, for people who are just beginning a meditation practice, I always tell them set a timer for three minutes on your phone. Close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. Well, first, you just noticed your breath. So let's do it. You want to do it right here, right now? Yeah, let's rock and roll. Okay. Okay, so close your eyes and just... Begin to take notice of your breath. Don't try to change it. Just begin to notice the rise of your chest. Notice where you're breathing from, your belly, your upper chest, your back. And notice your exhale. Just stay present to your breath without changing it for a moment. very important to meet yourself exactly where you are, no push. And once you've connected to the, uh, your own ebb and flow of your breath, your own natural rhythm, then we can begin to deepen the breath, which will bring you into a greater state of presence. So at this point, it's really good to kind of just soften your body a little deeper. Notice where you're holding tension. Maybe it's across your back and between your shoulder blades, and you need to just kind of let your shoulders pull down away from your ears a little bit. Maybe the tension is in your jaw, so soften your jaw. Soften your face. And take a nice big breath and on your exhale, do an audible exhale. So breathing in. (sighs) And with your body soft, you can begin to start taking deeper breaths. So I'm going to take you through a four part breath. So drop your awareness down to the very bottom of your spine. And exhale your breath completely. Begin to inhale into your spine and fill up your lower belly. Then fill up the center of your chest, your side body. Move to the top of your collarbone. And just hold your breath softly in your body for a moment. And then exhale out your mouth and let it go. inhale again through the base of your spine fill up your belly fill up the center of your chest fill up the sides of your chest to your collarbone hold the breath for a moment pause slowly exhale allow yourself to completely release all the way back down to the base of your spine And repeat that one more time, filling up the belly, the chest, the back, all the way to the collarbone, soft pause at the top of the breath, and slowly release all the way down to the base of your spine and let the breath go. and just return to your normal breathing pattern. And just begin to notice what you noticed. Notice the physical sensation of being more present in your body. The physical sensation of of filling up properly on oxygen and the way your body responds to that the awareness to the, the presence and clarity of your thoughts even though the back of the mind still running presence in front of you And from this point, I always encourage people to just sit in stillness and listen to your soul. Allow yourself to get comfortable in the stillness. Allow yourself to begin to remember who you really are. <clears throat> and then just slowly bring yourself back into the present moment. Slowly open your eyes. <clears throat> hmm. Well, damn, girl. And every time I teach a class, people come in buzzy. Even (laughs) when we're happy and excited, right? We're still kind of out of our body, even though it may be lighter. We're out of our body. But as soon as we take a few breaths together, then we begin to drop into this different space. And that's when I like to say, oh, hello. (laughs) Because you're actually meeting the truth of that person, you know? So it's great, it's it's as simple for beginners, it's as simple as that. Just work on taking three deep breaths in your body fully, paying attention, and then after the release of that third breath, just sit, just sit for a minute and notice who you are and how you feel. And it's that simple. And if everyone could just do that and that is, that's a, that is a tool that it's wonderful practice first thing in the morning, but you can practice that all throughout your day. Constantly, you know, you feel yourself getting jacked up, excuse yourself, take responsibility for yourself and go to sit in the bathroom, go sit in your car, go sit at your desk, close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths and recenter yourself.
0: I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. So
1: me too. All
0: right, Sally Young. I still call you Sally Miller.
1: <laughs> I know. <Everybody laughs> take, <does. laughs> it's gonna take time because
0: it's just like it's Sally Miller. There's like you know that's what we got. So I think <laughs> that's a great Miller Young. Sally Miller Young. I think that's a, a great place for us to uh, to stop and uh, and I think everybody go out and breathe. Take your time yeah. through the holiday. Let's just chill out for a little while. So, all right, Sally. So let's do it again. How can we get in touch with you? Because everybody you needs a Sally meet. in their life.
1: <laughs> you can reach me at um, on Facebook under Be Soul, on Instagram at Be Soul Studio, and you can check out my website at BeSoulStudio.com and you can connect with me there.
0: Perfect. I love you, Sally Young.
1: I love you, Brian. I wish everyone a very joyous present holiday season.
0: Thanks so. I'll talk to you later.
1: Okay.
0: Peace out. Peace out. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. I can't I can't top that with anything that we're gonna finish up with. That's the way to go. Just a nice little breath. Everybody take three breaths. Kind of pull it in, hold it, you know, release it. It's a great way to go. Um And I know this isn't our normal show, but I really wanted to do something with Sally before uh, we got into Christmas and New Year and that whole world. Um, Because I just think that it's important that we just kind of step back every now and then and just to kind of take a breath, you know, take a break. Um, So I'm going to tell you guys everything that I always do, which is the simple part that I got a couple people I got to thank so much for being here. We got to thank the Boys Down at RadioInfluence.com for all their work and hard work that they put into this show and the multitude of other shows that they do. Maggie Gagliardi, one of my favorite people with a pen. um, She does an amazing job for all of our illustrations she's a wonderful person and then uh, michelle out there techno solution who puts all our stuff together with websites and um, everything else so uh, everybody do me a favor and i don't even have to say it at this point but i'm going to do it one more time just go out and be nice to people man happy holidays take care of yourselves didn't get Duffified enough follow chef brian duffy on facebook and on twitter at chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast.